Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 615. March 1st, 1936. Today, during Holy Mass, I experienced a strange force and urge to start realizing God's wishes. I had such a clear understanding of the things the Lord was asking of me that truly, if I were to say that I do not understand what God is demanding from me, I would be lying, because the Lord is making his will known to me so clearly and distinctly that I do not have the least shadow of a doubt about them. I realize that it would be the greatest ingratitude to delay any longer this undertaking which the Lord wishes to bring to fulfillment for his glory and the benefit of a great number of souls. And he is using me as a miserable tool through which to realize his eternal plans of mercy. Truly, how ungrateful my soul would be to resist God's will any longer. Nothing will stop me any longer, be it persecution, sufferings, sneers, threats, entreaties, hunger, cold, flattery, friendships, adversities, friends or enemies, be it things I am experiencing now or things that will come in the future, or even the hatred of hell, nothing will deter me from doing the will of God. I am not counting on my own strength, but on his omnipotence, for as he gave me the grace of knowing his holy will, he will also grant me the grace of fulfilling it. I cannot fail to mention how much my own lower nature resists this thing, manifesting its own desires, and there results within my soul a great struggle, like that of Jesus in the Garden of Olives. And so I too cry out to God, the Eternal Father, if it be possible, take this cup from me, but nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. O Lord, may your will be done. What I am about to go through is no secret to me, but with full knowledge I accept whatever you send me, O Lord. I trust in you, O merciful God, and I wish to be the first to manifest to you that confidence which you demand of souls. O eternal truth, help me and enlighten me along the roadways of life and grant that your will be accomplished in me. My God, I desire nothing but the fulfillment of your will. It does not matter whether it will be easy or difficult. I feel an extraordinary force driving me to action. One thing alone holds me back, and that is holy obedience. O oh my Jesus, you urge me on the one hand and hold me back and restrain me on the other. In this too, O oh my Jesus, may your holy will be done. I continued in this state without a break for many days. My physical strength declined, and though I did not speak to anyone about it, nevertheless Mother Superior, Borgia, noticed my pain and remarked that I had changed in appearance and was very pale. She told me to go to bed early and to sleep longer, and she had a cup of hot milk brought to me in the evening. She had a motherly heart, 
full of care, and tried to help me. But in the case of spiritual sufferings, external things have no influence, and they do not bring much relief. It was from the confessional that I drew my strength, and the consolation of knowing that it would not be long before I could begin to act. On Thursday, when I went to my cell, I saw over me the sacred host in great brightness. Then I heard a voice that seemed to be coming from above the host. In the host is your power. It will defend you. After these words, the vision disappeared. But a strange power entered my soul, and a strange light as to what our love for God consists in, namely, in doing His will. O Holy Trinity, Eternal God, I want to shine in the crown of your mercy as a tiny gem whose beauty depends on the ray of your light and of your inscrutable mercy. All that is beautiful in my soul is yours, O God. Of myself, I am ever nothing. At the beginning of Lent, I asked my confessor for some mortification for this time of fast. I was told not to cut down on my food, but while eating, to meditate on how the Lord Jesus, on the cross, accepted vinegar and gall. This would be my mortification. I did not know that this would be so beneficial to my soul. The benefit is that I am meditating constantly on his sorrowful passion, and so while I am eating, I am not preoccupied with what I am eating, but am reflecting on my Lord's death. Here St. Faustina seems to be receiving special graces from our Lord to understand and to move forward with her mission. She doesn't mention here that it means only that of the new congregation. Perhaps it is her whole mission, which means promoting the message and the devotion of the divine mercy in all of its forms, getting the image of the divine mercy painted, etc. Faustina writes that she can't rely on her own strength to fulfill her mission. She must rely on God's strength. She only wants to fulfill God's will. That is why the Lord placed us here on this earth, to fulfill his will. She suffers in a spiritual way, like Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane before his passion. Her superior notices the physical consequences of the spiritual sufferings and tries to help her to recover, but the remedies offered don't lift the spiritual sufferings. She found relief in the confessional, and then she had a vision of the sacred host for Mass, and she felt God's power enter into her soul after that. St. Faustina writes a prayer to the Trinity. She acknowledges her nothingness and asks to become like a tiny gem in the crown of mercy, reflecting the glory and the light of our Lord. She writes of receiving a mortification from her confessor at the beginning of Lent. It didn't involve giving up a particular food, but rather meditating on the vinegar and the gall that Christ was given on the cross, and she would meditate on that while she was eating. Uh, so. She wasn't preoccupied, she says, with what she was eating, but she was reflecting on our Lord's death. 
and she found it to be very, very effective. It gives us some food for thought when we're looking for what to give up for Lent or to make a sacrifice to the Lord at any time of year. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help other people throughout the world find St. Faustina's Diary in a Year. Remember, Jesus promised St. Faustina in Diary number 1075, Souls who spread the honor of divine mercy are protected by God like an infant by a gentle mother. Please help us spread the message of divine mercy. Thank you, and God bless you. Visit shopmercy.org to order your copy of Divine Mercy in My Soul, the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska. It's available in print in English, Spanish, and Polish, and in English as an e-book, available now on shopmercy.org. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org.